0: Welcome everybody to podcast today for September 19th, 2016. If you remember, a few weeks ago I reviewed Bastion as part of my run through of Steam games I have not played. There is 141 games in my Steam library at the moment, and I haven't played pretty much any of them. So the next one on that list is the Stanley Parable, but I'm not alone, am I Sam?
1: Absolutely not. I'm here to join you.
0: You have returned
1: after like the games.
0: After like a hundred and I think forty-something episodes since you've been on.
1: That's a lot of a lot of episodes. What have you been up to? My goodness.
0: I have been producing a lot of content.
1: That is a lot of context. It wasn't over a year that we have talked to each other.
0: So I, I sent you basically every game that I have not played on Steam and let you pick one.
1: I'll probably pick another too. but yes, uh, this is the first one that I was like, hey, yeah, I like the game a lot, so let's talk about that one.
0: I, I've had somewhat of an ex- existential crisis today because of that game.
1: Why is that?
0: It It's kind of a game that makes you question... The, the meaning of life just a that little be a little much do you not think it's a game that raises severe issues about the, the, the nature of freedom of choice and whether or not you have any control over your own destiny
1: yeah it's pretty much the whole basis of the game i guess garrett
0: so so you know it creates that that paranoia it's like what if what if i'm just being led along by a narrator of my own what if the voice in your own head isn't the voice in your own head it's a narrator leading you through life the way it wants you to go
1: there's predestined points already on the map, and you're just making various choices along the way. But are the choices? By the choices, do they matter? Do they matter at all? That's the question.
0: I suppose they do matter in this game.
1: It's interesting. It's interesting. So you just played it first time today before. Liter-
0: literally two hours ago. How much
1: did you game? play of it? I, play, I, I played it for about two hours. So I, I played through right, about
0: th- three or four different endings. That's all? I, I think. Maybe a few more.
1: And the, the runs in this game are not particularly long, which I kind of like.
0: It's made to be a game you can kind of finish all of the endings in pretty much one sitting. Because I I played most of it in one sitting. So yeah,
1: I don't know how much it costs on Steam these days, honestly. I can check that right now. But it probably shouldn't be a whole heck of a ton because it's basically a story-based, a narrative experience. Which I, those are kind of games I can dig. Instantly Parable is definitely a game that piques my interest on a few fronts, but I'm kind of interested in your thoughts on the game.
0: It's going for 12 euro at the moment in the European Steam shop, so.
1: I mean, I think I got this like a Humble Bundle. I think this game goes on sale pretty often.
0: Oh yeah, I got it in Humble Bundle as well. I got it in like 2015, I think July of 2015. So it's only taken me 14 months to actually play a game that's two hours long.
1: So yeah, there you go. But yeah, if you can pick it up in one of those bundles or, like, when it's on sale, I think it's definitely worth it. I'm not sure if it's worth it for a full, like, 15 or $10, but for a five spot, I call it two hours of enjoyment. So, okay, Garrett, what do you think? You said I, Existential Crisis. What else you got going on in this game? I,
0: I'm usually hot and cold on these kind of games, because did you remember Proteus?
1: Slightly, is that the game that's, like, really colorful and, like, kind of blocky and whatnot?
0: Yeah, it's that kind of artsy Minecraft-looking game where you just wander yeah. around an island and just random things happen.
1: Yeah, I played it, I didn't understand the game. I was like, yeah, okay, this just not for me, I don't think.
0: Yeah, because I, I played that, and I'm like, this is pretentious, artsy nonsense. It's not even a video game. So so I think The Stanley Parable could have veered into that kind of territory with me where I play it, and it's just like, look at this trying to be something more than a video game and trying to be, like, artistically substantial. But I I, I do think it's really good. It is really, really compelling. Like that, you do that. The core crux of the game is that you basically play through the same sequence over and over again, just making different choices, which then causes different endings. And y- you want to do that. It's it's not so long that it's annoying that you have to walk through the same corridors. It's not so short that it doesn't feel all that fulfilling. It's just like I want to go through all of those endings. I want to see what happens when I don't go down that corridor if I listen to the narrator instead of ignoring him.
1: I try to go when I first went to this game. I really didn't know a whole ton about it. Um, I knew it was a game about choice, and that was kind of where I went. Which might be even too much there. Um, this just podcast is gonna have a lot of spoilers, correct? Are we trying to avoid that?
0: Um, I I don't know. Okay, it, I'll
1: try to avoid it best
0: best I can. Yeah, I generally try to avoid like what the endings actually are, as opposed to how you get to them, because how you get to them isn't really that big of a deal you know oh you go through one door you don't go through the one one door but like what happens when you do is you don't really want to spoil that for people
1: okay then pretty much the game's about choice and that's what i came in with and i was happy i did um so if that's all you want to know i think you probably could stop right there and look into it because then i got to really explore what that meant in the grand scheme of the game which was really neat and making those subtle slight changes in the path you're taking and then it comes kind of like a puzzle game after like the third run because you're like okay, so how am I going to get the different ending? How am I going to find something different? What path can I take? What can I do to make the results happen? Um, I think it's really exciting. And yeah, there's
0: like strange little side paths where you're going up an elevator and the game wants you to take the elevator, but there's a little thing over on the side that you can just kind of fall off of the elevator onto and it, it just changes the whole path and it becomes something weird and wacky.
1: Yep, yep, yep. You can just, yeah, kind of get a lay of the land, kind of, and figure out, hey, what, what will that do? What does that mean? And like, all the stories seem to be happening at once. I'm not sure if that's, it, depending on which paths you take, it feels like the stories are taking place at once. Sometimes it feels like there's one story, and you're on that path right then and there. But other times it feels like time is a big ball of time wimey stuff, and the game is being breaking the fourth wall and saying, hey, we're a game now.
0: But even the idea of the game is something within the game, that, that there's a kind of a plot that the whole Stanley parable is something he created in his head to deal with the boring, endless monotony of his own life.
1: Yeah. So essentially, any path you take is going to bring about different rules in the world, most.
0: Out of interest, when you first sat down and played it, did you listen to the narrator or did you deviate from the path?
1: Um, the first time I listened to the narrator.
0: Oh, you see, you're not a rebel. I, I'm a rebel. It's like, because the very first choice is go through the left door, or the right door. And I'm like, I'm not going through any left door. I'm an individual. I'm going through the right door.
1: See what I I went in and I was like, I'm just going to listen this first time through and figure out what's the ending that comes about making all the choices that the narrator recommends you take.
0: That That, that is, I don't want to say the true ending because this game doesn't have a true ending, but that is the nicest
1: ending. Probably, yes. And I think that was intended. That it's, if you follow everything as as directed, you will be given the result you're seeking the most.
0: Yeah, then the nice happy ending where everything turns out fine.
1: As long as you're compliant, everything will turn out fine.
0: As opposed to the one where you end up in a museum and then in near <laughs> that scenarios. That, I think that was my favorite one, where you end up in a museum that just tells you all about the different endings and the things they didn't put in the game.
1: And I think those are the kind of moments where I'm like, do I really love this or do I really not like it? Because for multiple endings, you can end up seeing into other ending, like without experiencing it. Yeah. So that's always, if you didn't, if you, depending on what order you run into the endings, you'll come in with a different perspective on things. Which could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. Depends on your perspective, I guess. Do
0: do all the endings kind of have a, a cohesive narrative through them? Some of them do. So they're kind of tied together and the whole idea of whether or not the, the narrator is your friend and then whether or not you are the narrator and then whether or not the narrator and Stanley are kind of in a symbiotic relationship where they need each other. There's a whole thing going on there. But I think all of those threads kind of tie between all the different endings.
1: Sometimes I feel that way. Sometimes I feel completely opposite. I, I almost feel like your choices dictate the story. Like you are a part of a different story if you take a different path. Sorry. there's multiple stories happening at once i guess that's how what you can say
0: and you, you do influence them the game is very weird
1: i like weird do,
0: do you it's,
1: yeah someone it's a walking simulator it kind of is because you're that's all you do you hear a story while you're walking
0: you, you do you do some clicking as well
1: not a whole lot of clicking
0: Yeah, very very little of the kind of objects in the world are are interactive
1: no and every time you click you hear a click sound
0: I, I didn't understand that. What is the clicking noise? <laughs> it's like, I, even if you're not like near anything and you click, you hear a clicking sound. What is it?
1: I mean, the best I can guess is that's you clicking. <laughs> like, like you literally clicking so it clicks.
0: Just click your it's, fingers at things.
1: Stanley's entire job is based around clicking.
0: Because like the the other game, like I, th- I talked about Proteus, the, the other game that as artistic integrity, quote unquote, that, that I think of that comes to mind when I play this game is something like Journey, which, you know, is, is a more engaging game. It is more of a straight platformer, but it goes for this kind of broader sweeping narrative kind of thing as opposed to here's just some some monsters you can beat up and level up and beat up more monsters. Like I'm, I'm not a huge guy for these kind of games. I don't think I play them consistently. I, I you talked about walking simulators, and people do throw that at it, this kind of genre. And there's, there's, there's games that lean heavily on story that is essentially just walking around. They're point and click games. They're the modern point and click adventure games. And I'm, I'm not a huge guy for them. But if they're done well, like the voiceover in this game is so good.
1: Yeah, it's voiced by the British actor Kevin Brighting. Yeah, I and I think he pretty much. Without that narrator, the game loses a lot.
0: Yeah, he, he is like he is the soul of the game because. and That's all you and, have
1: to go off of really. There's
0: so many things happening in his voice and like. The, the different endings and the different performances and then the different ways he relates to your character. And at first he's just like, I am narrating what is happening. And then he gets angry and frustrated and he, he gets disappointed and he falls in love and, and he's happy and he's sad. And it's just like, <laughs> I feel for the narrator, Sam.
1: What's going on, narrator? Are you supposed to be is the narrator you? Or are you interacting with the narrator? What is happening? Is it just an ambiguous voice? Yeah, it gets wild, I think. Without that, again, you can't have the same experience.
0: I felt really like the, the ending where the the narrator is super happy in that starry room. Yeah, that's the one that got me most because I just wanted to stay there and let the narrator be happy.
1: Yeah, that's that. I like that ending. It, I wish that could I mean, be the choice.
0: Some, there's no endings
1: <laughs> that, ending that I felt unsatisfied by. That ending is very grim. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. I.
0: <laughs> the narrator is so happy, think. and then you repeatedly try to kill yourself. <laughs> yeah his happiness makes you try to kill yourself
1: (laughs) that is what this game does to me so what else do we got about stanley parable there's not a whole lot else going on you pretty much just make choices yeah and and all the narrator don't follow the narrator the world the narrator will react to that
0: you don't you don't actually see different endings in games a lot anymore do you
1: no not really they usually end up at the same point more or less
0: and i think that this game is almost a parody of that at times because like, there's a whole ending about whether or not you're satisfied with the game and they try and change it for you and then Minecraft pops up and yes. a whole bunch of stuff happens. But like, I, I, it feels like a parody of linear video games that give players absolutely no control at the same time as doing everything else it does.
1: Yeah. I think being those short, short runs, it allows it to have different endings without it not making sense because you're essentially playing through whole short stories. Where in AAA games... Like, oh, you can make all these choices and you'll get a different kind of ending or whatever. But you like have to commit the 50 hours or whatever to, fig- to get to that point. And the ending now has to make sense based on the past 50 hours, based on all the different choices you made. But with everyone, with a whole bunch of people doing different stuff, you all have to make pretty much the same kind of ending. Otherwise, it just won't hit for everyone.
0: Yeah, it's usually a variation on a theme rather than kind of something dramatically different.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Which you can kind of understand that it would co- cost an awful lot of resources to commit to kind of a broad game. with lots Oh, I absolutely of different understand.
1: Endings. You have to kind of do that. But with here, you had the limitations of short runs and they made that into a positive.
0: Like The only other game that does multiple endings well that I can think of is Chrono Trigger.
1: Which I actually have never played.
0: So... You, you've never played Chrono Trigger? No, 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 no. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God, Sam! This this is like crisis crisis emergency stage. How have you not played Chrono yeah,
1: Trigger? Not my week. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of time.
0: Chrono Trigger is a relatively short RPG. You can get through it in like 20, 25 hours.
1: Oh, if it's short, that's a long way. That's a long way. That's not that long. It's somewhat long.
0: Like compared to like, I played played all the Bravely Default. That took me like sixty hours, which I will freely admit, that's a long game. You can finish the Stanley Parable like I don't know. 60, well, not 60, 30, 30, 40 times in that? <laughs> like, literally all endings?
1: It doesn't take very long to see everything the game has to offer.
0: Which is nice. I'm I'm generally more of a fan of, like, I'd rather play five five-hour games than one twenty five hour games, or game even, if that makes any sense.
1: Yeah, especially if the experiences can pack a punch.
0: This game is a mod as well. This game is a, a Half-Life mod.
1: It was a Half-Life. It started as a Half-Life 2 mod and then it became more of its own thing.
0: Fair play for them being able to create something of real substance out of just like reusing Half-Life assets.
1: Yeah, like what we played was not a Half-Life 2 mod, obviously. Yeah. That is the quote-unquote remake of uh, Stanley Parable.
0: Built on and improved and made high definition, apparently.
1: Yes, that is where if you go to Wikipedia, it says high definition remake. That is this.
0: It, It certainly looks like it's in high definition, doesn't it?
1: And that's when you go through that museum, you'll see the like artwork or promo shots for the HD remix of The Stanley Parable. Which again, I think the name HD remix kind of points you in the right direction what kind of game this is. Yeah. There's a lot of tongue-in-cheekness because obviously, it's not really an HD remake.
0: I'm pretty sure it's not even like widescreen. <laughs> like I, I played it, it had the black bars on the side, so it's, clear, it's clearly not that HD, is it?
1: I think if you like The Stanley Parable, you should definitely check out The Beginner's Guide, which was made by one of the people that made The Stanley
0: Parable. Is that another game?
1: Yes. As a game made by Davey Reedon. I think I'm pronouncing that right. But yeah, that's in the similar vein of, hey, this is a interactive story game
0: yeah. with a narrator. Is the narrator as good? Is it the same narrator?
1: It is not the same narrator. But it's also a different kind of story. So if you're into a story sort of experience, and this is definitely not The Stanley Parable as far as humor and branching paths is concerned but i think it is also another really good narrative experience if you're into that sort of thing so
0: I, I really want the narrator of this game to like narrate every audiobook i ever listened to from now on
1: him and jim dale just narrating everything
0: do you think do you think he'd take my money to do that for
1: me i mean if you paid him just enough you might be able to get it get to go please, please do
0: audiobooks of everything i ever want to read
1: you just your voice it's so silky so smooth it what? changes the game or get
0: it get it I, I don't i don't get it
1: it changes the game
0: oh very good very good god the, the game actually reminds me of those old you know choose your own adventure books yeah it's kind of like a video game version of them
1: yeah it's 100
0: that is the stanley parable
1: mm-hmm.
0: available on steam it's available on other systems as well uh linux and um X, whatever that
1: is who uses linux
0: <laughs>
1: i crazy people that is that is the only people that use Linux.
0: Before we go, Sam Plugs.
1: You can follow me on Twitter at Concrete1992. I uh, Wrestling podcast, We Don't Know Wrestling. But yeah, those are the things. And,
0: and I, I was on We Don't Know Wrestling a few weeks ago.
1: You were. You were. It was a real cool end of episode. It was
0: quite the episode, wasn't
1: it? <laughs> it was definitely something. Definitely something. But yeah, that's, that's me in a nutshell.
0: You're more than welcome to come back on and talk about any Steam game known to man.
1: I will take you up on that.
0: Or, well, I suppose any Steam game that's in the 141 Steam games I own.
1: <laughs> I'll see what I, uh, I've i played and what I haven't played and see what I uh, might be able to catch up on.
0: You can listen to new episodes of Podcasts today every single day at soundcloud.com forward slash twskk. You can subscribe on iTunes by searching for the TWS Network, or you can subscribe on YouTube, you know, multiple places. Follow me on Twitter, at G A or E-T-T-K-I-D-N-E-Y. Thanks for listening, and bye-bye.